continue praying, continue to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to go a different direction. I want to share with you with what the Lord gave me last week. I'll just be a few minutes. I want us to prepare your hearts right now. Just give me a few moments, and we're going to, I want to open these altars. We're going to respond to that word the Lord just gave us. Last week, as you know, I was in Marysville preaching, and the Lord was so strong in that service from the very beginning, opening song until the end. Words of prophecy went forth. And God ministered in such a mighty way. And I truly believe that the word that he gave to that church, that God is wanting us to hear this right now. God is wanting us to hear this right now. Romans 13, 11 through 14, it says, And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awaken out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us get serious about what God is trying to do. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverently or drunkenness, not in lewdness or lust, not in strife or in envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. First Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, be awake, wake up. I'm not talking about physically waking up. I'm talking about spiritually. There are a lot of us right now spiritually that we're here physically, but spiritually we've been sleeping for a long time. God is saying to the church in general, it is time to wake up, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He is not going to sit back and watch us have great revival. He's not going to sit back and watch us just bring in the harvest. He's not going to sit back and say, well, how cute is that? Look at them having revival and doubling and tripling their churches and building new buildings. He's not going to sit back. But I'm telling you right now, he does not go after a church that's wide awake and on fire for God but he goes after churches that are half asleep and don't know what's going on because he can get you dazed he will find you where he needs you and he will destroy you that's why the Lord is trying to say to the church awaken my church for now is the hour the harvest has been sitting in the fields waiting but you've been sleeping on the sidelines he said it's time to wake up if you don't get to them before he does he's going to destroy the harvest you've got to wake up this is the hour this is the day not to play games this is not the day to wake up on Sunday and say do I feel like going to church do I feel like praying today do I feel like worshiping today. Uh, no, it's time for the church to wake up uh, bright-eyed in the spirit uh, and say time is running out uh, and we've got to get serious now. 
We can't play around before it's too late. Paul was seeking in this scripture. He was seeking to stir up and wake up the people of God. He was telling them, wake up. He was saying, wake up. Right now is the time. Right now is the, that now is the time. That I know America, your nation looks like it's in a mess. But when your nation is in a mess, I'm telling you right now, the darker, the darker the world gets, the brighter the church has to be. You say, well, there's, a, there's no unity in the nation right now. There's no unity in the world. Uh, guess what? Uh, I'm in it, but I'm not of it. Uh, we are in it, but not of it. Uh, that does not, that does not uh, tell us who we need to be. Uh, God tells us who we are. Uh, and he's saying right now, you better keep your unity. Uh, you better cover your unity. Uh, you better protect each other. Uh, you better protect your families. Uh, you better protect your homes. Uh, he said, wake up and look around at what's about to take place. Uh, he said, because the enemy's not going to sit back and just watch it happen. I'm going to share this with you. And I believe I shared this last week with Pastor Razor and his church. I felt it in prayer early last Sunday morning. I felt in prayer that the Lord has spoken that that church in Marysville is about to have an Elijah experience. And when I said that, Brother Razor just kind of looked back at his wife, and his eyes got real big, and he started shaking his head. I didn't know what it meant. I said, the Lord spoke to me that Elijah sent off his servant to look for the storm clouds multiple times, and he returned to say there's nothing in the sky. But seven times, Elijah said, go and look again. And the servant faithfully submitted and went he came back he says search blue skies except there's one small cloud the size of a man's hand and Elijah said, go and let it be known. There's a flood coming. There's about to be an outpouring in their city. There's about to be an outpouring in this city. I didn't know it, but afterwards, Brother Razor got up. He said, Brother Blankenship, he said, two weeks ago, God spoke that word to me, and I spoke it over this church. He said, you brought a word of confirmation. He said, and I speak it over your city too. I'm telling you right now, it might not look like much right now, but don't fall asleep while we're waiting on it. Don't fall asleep while you're waiting on the rain but it's time to get up and say God before it ever falls I'm going to dance in it before it ever gets here I'm going to dance in it before it ever arrives I'm going to dance as if it's pouring out rain before that youth center's ever built before it's ever built faith before you ever win your friends Helene, before it's ever built brother Brooks I wish the young people this morning would say you know what I'm going to shout for the P7 clubs I'm going to shout for the winning souls I'm going to shout right now come on I'm going to shout for all the young people that we're going to fill it up we're going to fill up pews we're going to fill up rows of young people they're going to be baptized in his name receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost come on I wish somebody would get behind your life get behind your young people this morning and say I agree with you it's coming wake up and see it it's coming but we must be vigilant we must stay awake because Satan's desire is to stop it all but I tell you this morning, I refuse. I refuse as your pastor. I refuse to go to sleep in the church's greatest hour. 
I told the young people Friday night, I said, listen to me. Many of generations have been called throughout the years, and they have served the church well. Our generation was called to do what God called us to do, and that was to carry the torch and continue. I said, but I believe wholeheartedly, and I speak this today with confidence as well. I feel it in the Holy Ghost uh, that their generation is the chosen generation that is going to usher in the greatest revivals, the greatest harvest, the greatest outpourings. Come on. I believe it is that generation, this generation, that will see with their own eyes the return of of our Lord. I truly believe it. If you can't get behind that, your spirit's not right. You need to get your spirit right this morning. If you can't clap for that, then you need to go to prayer room. You need to find yourself a place of prayer. There is something off with our spirits. You're sleeping. Wake up. They are going to take over. This generation is going to take your seat. They'll take your place in ministry. You'll be, you'll be left behind. You'll be forgotten, I'm telling you, because they are on fire. They said, I will not sit in a service anymore. I will not let a rock cry out for me. I will not just go by the motions, but I want to have revival. Listen to me, older generation. You better wake up because they're surpassing us. They're surpassing us already. The little ones are out worshiping us already. That should put something inside of us and say, I'm not going to let them out worship me. I'm going to worship them even more. I'm going to worship more. I'm not going to let them be an example to me. I'm going to be an example to them. The front gets it. The front gets it. I'm glad the front gets it. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to wake you up and say, listen, they'll have revival. If it's just the youth center full, they'll have revival. You better wake up. Sleeping. Let me tell you what's sleeping. A time of sleep and a time of rest is necessary. A child needs to sleep to do well in school. But no child ever learned anything while sleeping in class. Perhaps the best example... Of sleeping in dangers is when you're driving. It's very dangerous when you're driving and you're sleeping. Bad things happen. That's why it's important that we stay awake because sleeping people, listen to me this morning, sleeping people can't see, they have no vision. So when I'm casting vision and you're not moving, that tells me you're sleeping. But when I cast vision and say the young people are going to fill up their new youth center and they get up and they start shouting, I say, I know who's awake. I know who gets it. I know who's going to have revival. Sleeping people don't have vision. Because when you're spiritually blind, you no longer see people as souls. You don't get excited anymore. When someone walks in the door and they take your seat, you get, you get offended because they took your seat instead of getting excited because there's somebody brand new here. Woo! 
When you're sleeping, you no longer see the vision that your pastor will cast to the church. Your passions change. You no longer see enemy invading your family. You don't see the need for God like you once did. That when you allow yourself to sleep spiritually, you stop seeing your own imperfections. But you start noting the imperfections of your brothers and your sisters in the church. You start picking your pastor apart when you're asleep spiritually. That he didn't preach the right message or he preached too long or, or he, uh, he didn't come and pray for me when I was sick even though I never called him and told him I was sick. The praise team didn't sing the right songs this morning to minister to my needs. You see the scary part about falling asleep is that it's no longer about God. But it becomes about you. That you don't come to church to worship God and give him praise. You come to get what you need and you leave spiritually asleep. Because here's the thing. When you're spiritually asleep, not everybody in the room is going to get this. I said this before in this church. And I said it last week boldly. And I said, well, I know you're probably thinking the brother Jeff, the spirit of brother Jeff Arnold came over when I say this. And I told brother Razor, I said, if the young people don't understand this, they can come to you and ask you afterward. I said, here's the problem with the sleeping church. Here's the problem when you're spiritually asleep. That the church becomes nothing more than a spiritual brothel to you. All you older ones understand what I'm talking about. You come in, you drop a little money in the plate, you get what you need, and you leave. That's how you treat the gospel when you're sleeping. That's how you treat the cross and the sacrifice when you're sleeping. That's how you treat Jesus when you're sleeping. You come in for a quick fix and see you later. I got what I need. I'll be back next Sunday to do it all over again. You see, when you're sleeping, you lose your vision of what it's truly about. That many saints and churches have lost their vision and they are sleeping. But God is saying right now to this church, to every church, to Brother Razor's church, to Athens, to Marysville, to Lancaster, to Columbus. He's saying now is the high time to awake out of your sleep for salvation is nearer than it was when you first believed he said my return is closer than it's ever been he said I'm on the brink of coming back for my church that's ready and he said there's a harvest out there but I need you to wake up and I need you to see the vision and I need you to see the souls for what they are wake up it's time it's time It is time. There's an urgency inside of me. There's an urgency in my heart. I remember, I believe it was last year when Brother Vinny Azzalini was here preaching. And Brother Donald was standing next to me. We were talking about just an urgency that we both felt in that service. And right after that, Brother Vinny Azzalini stopped. And he said, there's just an urgency inside of me that I just have been trying to figure out what it is. And he said, there's an urgency to win souls. Because time is running out. I feel that urgency. I feel that urgency. There's an urgency to prepare ourselves. If not, if you don't feel the urgency, you're sleeping. Because there should be an urgency to prepare yourself, to prepare your homes, to protect your children, to cover them in prayer, to cover your marriage in prayer, cover your ministry in prayer, cover your city with prayer. There's an urgency. To heed to the words of 1 Peter 5 and 8. Be sober. Stay awake, church. 
Be vigilant. Stay awake, church. Stay awake. But we're so busy, Pastor. We're constantly doing this. We're getting ready to put VBS on. We're getting ready to do this. We're getting ready to have a bit, move the mission Sunday. We're going to do this and that and this and that. Be not weary. Be not weary in what? Don't let yourselves fall asleep while you're doing what God's called you to do. A church is more than coming to church on a Sunday morning and filling up a pew. We are called to be ministers. And when we put on a VBS, yes, spiritually, we should be wide awake. Physically, you're going to be tired. There's a reason. His voice is almost out this morning. Because physically, I promise you, I did it for 10 years. I know you're tired physically this morning. I know. Now here I am, almost 40, and I tried to go hang with you guys the other night, and I realized I'm not in my 20s anymore, Brother Brooks. I was so tired yesterday, I'm going to just tell it. It's all right. It's funny. I was so tired. I was driving where I'm 50, almost to the church, and I'm dozing. My eyes are closing. I'm tired. I'm tired in my body. Next thing I know, water in my face. Yes, Lord. No. It was my wife. And she said, she said, babe, you're dozing. You're dozing. You know what? You know what I'm doing this morning? I'm throwing water in your face. And I'm saying, church, you're dozing. Church, you're dozing. You're falling asleep at the wheel. You're falling asleep at the wheel. We're almost there. We almost made it home. We're almost to revival. You're dozing. Wake up. Wake up. Come on. Revival is ours. Wake up. The souls are waiting. Wake up. It's time to wake up. It's ours. It's ours. Remain standing. Remain standing. Musicians, you can come. I'm going to tell you this morning, parents, if you're sleeping, he's coming after your children. Women of prayer, if you're sleeping spiritually, he's coming after that peace in your home. Married couples, he's coming after your spouse. You better cover them. Teenagers, he's coming after that calling. He's coming after your anointing. He's coming after that mantle that was just passed down this week. He's coming after it. He's coming after your future, trying to destroy it in the present. Singles, listen to me. Singles in this church, he's trying to get you to settle for less than God's perfect will in your life. Don't settle for less. Body of Christ, he's trying to tear us apart from the inside out. He wants our unity. He wants our unity. We are only as strong as we are unified. He wants to take our unity, our vision. He wants to take the way we think. He's wanting to remove all of this from me. Because his master plan is to quench the revival that's starting in your homes. Because he knows if he can start the, stop the revival in your homes, it'll never make it to the church. See, you don't come here to get revival. Revival starts in your homes. You don't come here to pray. You pray at home too. You don't come here to praise. You can worship at home. You can praise God at home. <laughs> 
you can dance and shout right there in your home. He knows if he can stop the family revival, then he'll stop the church's revival. It starts at home. I want to share this with you. This was a vision about three weeks ago. I was right over there behind the organ praying. I was praying for that service I preached last week. And I knew the direction I was already going, but I just needed just clarity from the Lord. I said, God, give me something, Lord. I need to show them. I need to, I need, I need, they need a word from you. And the Lord gave me a vision. I'm not, I'm not one that God does this much for me. But I closed my eyes, and I could clearly see when he showed me this vision. I could see it looked like an army camp. And I, I, knew, I knew it's what it was, as a military camp. And as I was looking at it, I could see there was a soldier that was supposed to be on guard. And the soldier had fallen asleep at the gate. And he had left the gate unprotected. And because of that, I watched in this vision as the enemy made their way into the camp, walking right past the sleeping guard. And they did not go for the other tents of the other soldiers. But the enemy walked straight for the leader's tent. The captain's tent. And with all intention, I knew that they were going there to kill the leader. And I said, Lord, what does this mean? What do you want me to tell them? What does this mean? He said, the soldier represent the people of God. He said, the captain represents the pastors. He said, if the leader is removed, the vision is gone. If the leader is removed, your covering is removed. If the captain is removed, the victory will never come. Hear me this morning. There have been many churches that never saw the revival because of sleeping saints and wounded pastors. And I can tell you right now, and those who have been here for a long time, they could, they could testify this morning and tell you there have been some times where there have been sleeping saints and there have been some wounded pastors. But I can tell you this right now. Thank God. The promises don't ride on the back of pastors. They don't die when the pastor leaves and goes somewhere else or when the pastor fails and messes up. The promises is not attached to them, but the promises is from God. I told Marysville and I told Athens this morning, we have got to stay awake. I'm talking to myself. And I'm talking to you. I'm talking to my home, my family. I'm talking to my ministry. I'm talking to myself right now. I've got to stay awake because if I go to sleep, I can't cast vision. I can't hear his voice. you got to understand the shepherd is a covering. I have a different perspective in the office that God has placed me for this church. I see what's coming. 
I see when danger's coming. I also can see where greener pastures are at and where God's taken us. If I'm sleeping, this was said Friday night. This was said Friday night. I believe it was Brother Johnson that preached first. Is that correct? He said, he was talking about Moses and the Israelites. He said, you understand, God provided them manna. Tasted like honey. They lived on 40 years on just a taste of what they could have been living in. A land of milk and honey. I don't want to live and sleep and doze off with just a taste of the promises. I don't want to wander around lost and getting tired and weary in what we're doing. But I want God to awaken this church so we can be focused and say, this is where we're going. This is where God...